Now, I want to continue on my vision casting, and I usually do that at the beginning of every year, to share with you the direction the church is going for this year, not something that is fresh and you, you've heard this before, but as I shared with you last week, we advance year by year, Lanka the Mid Lanka, in other words, step by step. It's not a quantum leap, but it's always step by step. You remember last week, I ended with this phrase, don't try to keep up with the Kardashians, better keep up with the Kardashians. Because the Kardashians, and some of you love this program, speaks of glamour, speaks of getting in touch with the Jonases, to be everyone God, everything that is worldly, and there's nothing wrong with that. But the key is your mindset. What concerns you? What is the focus of your life? So when I say, don't keep in touch instead with the Kardashians, keep up with the Kardashians, it's not that the Kardashians, which is a native of Sabah, represent spirituality. No, by, by no means they don't. But it represents the DNA of this church. And this is what I want to share with you this afternoon, this whole weekend. I want to focus the whole service, the whole sermon, on our involvement, S-I-B-K-L's involvement specifically in Sabah, Sarawak. Why? Because this is our DNA, this is our calling. This is something which God has planted and put in our spirit man for many years. Why not UMC? Why not Metal Tap? Don't know. Why? Because we are Sidang Injil Borneo, S-I-B. Who else? So in the year 2008, when Pastor Li Chu and I went to the mountain to seek God, which we always do every year for the following year's vision, very clearly the Lord spoke to me in answer to my question, why is it, Lord, that you built up SIB to where we were then? Very clearly the Lord said, so that, that was 10 years ago, huh? that you can now plough back and invest and build up the natives of East Malaysia spiritually. And so began our, our investment with them. And more and more, as we begin to move into Sabah and Sarawak, the more I'm convinced that the future of Malaysia, of Christianity in Malaysia, lies not in the West, but in the East among the 6%, out of 9.6% of the population of Christianity, Christian people in Malaysia, 6% of them are in East Malaysia, upon this 6% hangs the future of Christendom in Malaysia. And this is my conviction. The stakes are very high. And I'm going to share with you in a short while what has happened, what will happen as part of our venture and trust in East Malaysia one step at a time. I've entitled this afternoon's message Masak Manjang Kemua, which is in Iban, meaning moving forward. Instead of how many Sarawakians are here? Straight your hands, I see some. Yep. It's amazing. Come on, praise God for you. How many Sabahans are here? 
Praise God. Praise God for them. Especially for you. Especially if you're an Iman, it means moving forward. But where did I get this title from? I got this when I was in Kuching in December last year, on the 6th and 9th of December, participating in the Gumpuru Basai, which is the big gathering. Gumpuru is big uh, gathering. Basai is Basara. And the title of that conference was Majak Mansang Kemua, Moving Forward. But one of the highlights of my visit to Kuching at that time, it is my team, all right, send a high-powered team together. This is uh, Elder Kuntat, the chairman of our council, and the rest you know, all right? The highlights was this. We had a high tea organized by the leaders, the Iban leaders, and a, a lot of the key church leaders of Kuching came to hear us, to inspire them about the forthcoming rally that we're going to hold in Kuching of our 30 to 40,000 in September this year. And they were so excited. But what excited me was the people that were there. Because among them were the Methodists, the Baptists, the Anglicans, the SIB, in other words, the AOG. In other words, there was a lot of other mainline denomination leaders who were there, including the Archbishop of the Catholic Church, Bishop Simon Pope. What it tells me is this. God was affirming me that when we move into Kuching, very different from Sabah, but more so in Kuching, there is tremendous unity among the churches in Kuching, and it speaks very well for the church in Kuching. Why? Because where there is unity, God commands His blessing. Correct or not? Am I right? So it speaks well. So in other words, it encourages me to know that whatever that we are doing in September this year is not only SIB or the Ebans, but it is inter -D. So it's going to be very exciting. And so I was very, very encouraged by, 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 by this. And God is just affirming, affirming me. We are influencing 800,000 people, you know, which is one quarter of the population of Sabah. This is enormous. I am talking of influencing one quarter of the population of Sabah by one church. Why? Every year, I hold a strategic meeting with the key leaders of Sabah, eyeball to eyeball. This is the President Jerry Dusing, the president of SIB Sabah. This is August last year. This is me, this is SK, and this is my team. We begin to analyze, review, plan for the following year. And this is very, very important for us to do that, to assess the progress that we have towards Sabah. And the impression that we have is that the entire spiritual atmosphere over Sabah has been transformed. The entire spiritual atmosphere over Sabah has been transformed. And the turning point was this. In September 2007, we held a major, major rally, like an 
ends like that uh, in Penampang KK, where every night 30,000 people gather together and majority of them came from the interior. They came out from the interior of Sabah and what happened, not, it's not so much what happened that night, is what happened post PJB 17. Incidentally, PJB stands for Penawayan Jiwa Borneo, eh? the harvest of souls in Borneo. Post PJB 17, after they all came out, they went back to Gereja Masing Masing, Gereja, the individual kampong, and they then began to evangelize. The churches began to increase. All right, that's why you see all those results that I showed to you just now. In other words, the spiritual atmosphere over Sabah was completely changed. Come on, let's give God a clap offering. Shall we dare that? And we continued this year, or last year rather. We continued last year by holding a mega rally in Kudat, which is the north of Sabah, and another mega rally in Kaningau, which is the south of Sabah, so that the spiritual atmosphere now over Kudat, over Kaningau, is transformed. And this is amazing, all right? Now, this is very important. Very, very important. Now, I'm not talking about politics. I am talking about spiritual atmosphere. Is that important? Yes, why? I'll tell you why. Because once the spiritual atmosphere is captured and conquered, whatever happens at ground level will just take place, including politics, including what has happened, as we discussed in the strategic meeting, is that over the last 10 years, as we invest into, the, into them, what has happened besides the statistics of salvations is that he has given the local natives increasing worth and self-esteem. We have built strength into them from the inside out. Now, I'm not saying that it has any effect in the last election, but I want to believe that it does. Why? Because when people are poor, they are easily overcome. They are easily intimidated. But when they are strong, how? Not strength physically, but strong from inside out, they are not easily bullied. I want to believe that our investment into 800,000 lives in Borneo, in Sabah, over the last 10 years, has some degree of effect. Ranau is where Mount Kinabalu is. And we all know that the natives of Sabah believe that when they die, their spirits all go to the mountain. There's a lot of occultic practices on the foothills of Ranau. So it is a stronghold of the enemy. So that's the reason why we go there. But secondly, while it is strange that it is a stronghold of the enemy, it is also the centre of the two revivals that we have experienced in the past. 1970s, the Barrio Revival, started from Barrio in Sarawak and swept to Ranau, Taginambur, Kota Belut, that entire area. 1980s, 10 years later, the Bakalalan revival started by Pang Agong Bangau, started in Bakalalan, swept to where? Ranau. So it, while it is also the spiritual stronghold of the enemy, it is also the centre of the two revivals that we had in East Malaysia, Ranau. In other words, it is the place of the ancient wells. It is a place of revival. It is a historical place where the Spirit of God fell in enormous, enormous ways. 
But it's very important that now we go back to this place of the ancient wells. In 2016, I was very privileged to be invited to be part of the Antioch Consultation in Singapore, where a group of Indonesians and Singaporeans come together and they invited 120 key leaders from Asia, selected few. I was very privileged to be invited from Malaysia. And we gathered in a place in Singapore for consultation so that across Asia, we can begin to share what are the prayer needs, prayer concerns. And, and I was very blessed. I remember sitting next to a very elderly pastor from Vietnam. This pastor has been in prison many times, been tortured for his faith. An old man who's truly a godly gentleman, you know. I was so privileged sitting next to him. And I remembered that during dinner that night, suddenly he put down his fork and his spoon. He turned to me. He said, Pastor, I got a very strong prompting in my spirit to say this to you. If it means something, take it. If it doesn't mean anything, leave it. So I said, sir, what is that? He says, thus saith the Lord. The Lord wants me to tell you, redict the ancient wells and the water will flow again. Does it make sense to you? Wow. Redict the ancient wells and water will flow again. Ranau is the place of the ancient wells. But over the last 30 years, since 1980s till today, the wells has been jammed up, filled with stones. The prayer altars have broken down. But now, the good news is over the last couple of years, prayer altars are beginning to form again. But now the Lord says, you go back to the place of the ancient well, dig back again. Because that was a place of revival, ma. rebuild, dig the ancient wells so that water can flow again. I know. This is God's call and injunction to go to Ranau this year. The other reason why Ranau is because that was the epicenter of the earthquake in 2015. For the first time in Malaysian history, an earthquake came, you know. In such a magnitude, where was epicenter? Run out. In other words, something was shifting in the spiritual realm. Something was shifting in the spiritual realm. And God said, in my spirit, this year, go to run out. So we prepare. Journey with me. Let's go together. We will prepare. We will pray. We will send prayer teams. We will move together. In the year 2017, one month after PJB 17, Dr. David Damien, a very well-known cardiothoracic surgeon from Egypt, who gave up his job to become a full-time pastor, apostle, name it, for Egypt. Eh? And I will share with you why it's so important in Egypt, because ever since the Arab Spring came in, a lot of things are happening in Egypt now as a centre of revival to the Middle East. So he came over and he went to Rao. 
one month after PJB 17, and at Ranau, he stood in Ranau, knowing, not knowing anything about Ranau, and he prophesied, this is a time to run now. Run now, ma. <laughs> run now, he said. And he doesn't know that in the year 2019, we are going to run now. That's prophetic. That's prophetic. So God is on the move. I'm going to invite you to join me. To join me. I sense in my spirit that all the time, investment and the time that we spend in East Malaysia is slowly coming to a convergence. Don't know how. Don't know when. But we take it. Lanka, dummy, Lanka. One step at a time. So this year, we go to Ranau. Everybody say, Manchak Mansang Kemua. This Iban, eh? So a few Karazans came to me and said, Pastor, you're talking about Sabah. You should speak it in Karazan. So I said, what is it in Karazan? He said, it's Kuma'a It Kobuon. There's more of a mouthful, all right? But the key is this. Whether in Sabah or in Sarawak, we move forward. Let me share with you, not only in Sabah, not only do we capture the atmosphere over the state to change and shift the spiritual atmosphere over the state, we have to do something on the ground, okay? So what are the practical steps we did in Sabah? Now, we have six strategies. Now, I can't share this with you. You want to know more? Come to our DNAT. We have a DNAT where we extend a welcome to any one of you who wants to know about the DNA of SIBKL and that's happened, the first one is happening on 23rd of February. Sign up. Alright, we have a wonderful tea together and I'll spend more time to, with you telling you why we do what we do. But suffice it to say that besides spirituality, capturing the atmosphere, and it's very important, we also need to operate at ground level. So one of the key strategies in the last 10 years that we do in Sabah is education. They always say, don't give them fish. What do you do? Teach them how to fish. Don't give them fish. Teach them how to fish. Why? Because if you invest in education, you will reap the benefits over the long haul. And that's what we did. So over the last 10 years, we have three movements of education in Sabah. Why do I say this? I highlight this because I need help on this. So what are the three big ventures on education in Sabah? Number one, are the Pra scholars. This is the preschools that we have set up across the length and breadth of Sabah, 
And we have set up 100 preschools in Sabah alone. Come on, let's give God a clap offering for that. Out of 100 preschools, one has shut down, so we've got 99 operational as I speak. But these are the pictures, fresh from the oven, of their graduation in November this last year, because many of these will now go into secondary school, okay? So these are the preschool, the students, they look, they look, they look good, don't they? Yeah, all right. When we do things, we do things very well, man. Don't play, play, huh? All right. Besides the preschools, the second venture in education is e-learning. This is something new. We have just tried it out and we, are, and we are going to implement it in a pilot project, first of all, in Pulau Bangi. I showed you just now, take note of where Pulau Bangi is, right? Where is it? It's way up north. Pulau Bangi, I've been there several times, you have to take a boat, three, half an hour to 45 minutes across to the boat. Sometimes the sea is rough, you can't go. All right. Sometimes the sea is rough, you can't come back. When I first went into Pulau Bangi, it was so oppressive. And you know that we've been hammering, 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 hammering Pulau Bangi for years. We have sent so many teams to the Pulau Bangi. I remember when we first entered into Pulau Bangi, it was so oppressive. You know the church that, there was only one church there, very soon after we left, I've never seen a church undergo spontaneous combustion. Man. During daytime, exploded, you know. Boom! Why? Eh? There's no, nobody put a, put a bomb there, nothing. Just exploded, it caught fire. Burned right down to the ground. Why? Eh? But you say, that means God is not powerful, no? That means the devil is not happy. Do you know that when we went in 10 years ago, at 3 a.m., all the dogs in Pulau Bangi howl in synchronization. Ooh. 3 a.m., why? Because dogs are very sensitive, you know? Every night, 3 a.m., the dogs in the entire island howl. But good news is over the last 10 years, as we send in prayer teams, as we send in teams, support the local, now the atmosphere has totally changed. Now you enter into Pulau there's total liberty. In fact, we have planted three SIB churches at Pulau Bangi right now. Come on, let's give God a clap offering. We have advanced in the Pulau Bangi, so we now take the next step. What is the next step? Education. So what we have done, and, and Wallace is there, and they are the ones who are, uh, uh, come, Wallace, can you stand up? You don't mind? Come on. Wallace is there. Amen. And Iris, Irene? Somewhere. Okay, no, some, okay. This group of people, all right, in their own initiative, has set up e-learning to the students in Pulau Bongi. So what we have done is that, yes, this group of students, we put a computer there and we teach them from where? From here. Somebody asked me, Pastor, Pulau Bangi got internet on God. <laughs> so we make use of technology, ma. All right? So we want to do this as a pilot project. And this is where my first call for help. I have three calls for help today. 
The first call for help, I need teachers. We need teachers. Teach English, maths, English and maths, primary, secondary, only two hours on a Saturday morning, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. or 11.15 to 1.15. Two hours! Many of you are ex-teachers. Even you are not an ex-teacher. Hey, your mathematics should be all right. One, one plus one is two, you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, I'm sure your English is very good one, right? We speak English. So we teach English. We teach mathematics. All I need is volunteers to spend two hours one Saturday, not even every Saturday. Not even every Saturday. The more I have, the, the better I have. Ma. And if this succeeds, we are, might even extend it to the whole of Sabah. What are we doing? Education. Education. Amen. Come on. We make use of technology. Think straight. Do you think so? So, my first call. Go to the counter outside. Register. I was told that already 70 to 80 people have registered. I need more. Huh? I need more. So we provide training for you and we'll connect with you. The third thing, besides education, preschools and e-learning, for education in Sabah, I'm just highlight education, huh? is secondary school hostels. 2013, we built the first secondary hostel in Tandik. It was so successful. Why? Because as we brought the students in from the nearby schools, all right, and we provide good housing accommodation, we decided to build three more. And so we have built three secondary school hostels now. Tandik 1, Tandik 2, one for girls, one for boys, and then one in Tambulian, and these are the students. From Form 1 to Form 5, we bring them in from nearby schools, house them, and we do three things with them. Number one, we give them vision. Number two, we give them tuition. Number three, we give them nutrition. Vision is spirituality. Early morning, they go to school, they worship the Lord. They come back, they study scripture. They pray, build up leadership, spirituality, because we catch them when they're young. Secondly, we give them tuition. We employ the teachers from nearby school, improve their academic performance. And number three, we pump them with vitamins, all right, for nutrition. And believe me, we have yield good results. This is fresh from the oven. Huh? This is the recent PT3 uh, uh, results last year. All right, they just came out. This girl, eight A's, two B's from Tandik One. This boy from Tambulion, 10 A's, you know. Look, some of you are wondering, my son, my daughter, 8 A's every time one. For you, okay, you know, in the town. For them, you know, you know how important it is for them? You know how important it is for these people to score A's? So what are we doing? Investing for the long haul. This man, this boy, is a graduate from, after Form 5 from Tambulion. He went over to the Labuan Matriculation College and the first, trimester, first semester result, CPA of 4 out of 4. No? Oh. They may be poor, but they are not stupid. You give them a chance, uh, 
they won't excel. They are poor only, ma, but we have to help them. Because this is the future of SIP. Invest in education. Cannot go wrong. And this is where I need help. My second call to you, and I don't do this every week. Huh? So if you're new in this church, I, uh, I, I don't want to come to church already. Listen, I just mentioned this once, and you'll never hear me mention it anymore for the rest of the year. I need I'm running out of funds. In order to run the three hostels, I need 760,000 a year. So I need two years at least, 1.5 mil. It works out to be 400 ringgit per student per month. Some of you uh, buy shoes uh, 10 times this amount. Uh. You know, in Chinese New Year, one table uh, costs 4,000 ringgit. Uh, or thereabouts, uh, unless you eat abalone and yuqi, or that. Uh. I'm asking only 400 ringgit uh, per student per month. Uh. If you belong to a cell, all you need to do is get a cell to support one student per month. Is that difficult? I need help. Let me move to Sarawak. I feel that this year, 2019, is the year that we move into Sarawak. Big time. We entered into Sarawak in 2014. So the Lord spoke to me towards the end of last year. What 10 years to achieve in Sabah, I'm going to do the same in five years in Sarawak. There will be an acceleration. So this year, we are going to move into Sarawak big time. But then as we surveyed the scenario in Sarawak in 2014, I began to realize that we cannot do the same modus operandi in Sabah as in Sarawak. How? What do I mean by that? In Sabah, we work with denominations. SIB, Sabah. PCS, Sabah, which is denominations. But in Sarawak, you can't do that. Work with tribes. Because there are so many tribes in Sabah, and so we work with tribes. And so we choose in Sarawak to work with the Ibans. That's why it's Majak Mansang Kemua. It's Iban for moving forward. Why the Ibans? Number one, because, now when you say I work with the Ibans, uh, it consists of working with the Catholics, working with the, uh, the, 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 the Baptists, the Methodists, uh, the Anglicans, SIB. In other words, it's cut across denomination. You're working with a tribe. You're not working with a denomination as contrasted in Sabah. Understand? You see the difference of the modus operandi? In Sarawak, we work to, 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 to encourage and build up an entire tribe. Why the Ibans? The Ibans are the biggest tribe in Sarawak. It's 
30% of the population of Sarawak are Ibans, you know. One in every three are Ibans. And believe me, there's a lot of activity, spiritual activity going on among the Ibans. So we have to strengthen the biggest strength. And also here, in this uh, 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 prayer summit, in 2013, when all of us grad conglomerated and gathered in Miri in an overnight prayer meeting, we were on our knees seeking the face of God as to what happened, what to do. 3,000 of us gathered there. And the Lord spoke to us in no uncertain terms, the Ibans, the Ibans. So 2014, we moved into the Ibans. And this is where, this is why this year's Kumpuru Pasai was so important. This was the Kumpuru Pasai in December last year because we were preparing them for the big, big mega rally over Malaysia Day in Kuching this year. Again, journey with me. Understand? When God opens the door for us to move, we must move in at the right time. I believe that this is the time for Sarawak. Can I have the worship team? Let me share with you this. The word of God keep coming to me. The passage that I... I have to read again and again. It's 2 Samuel chapter 5, verse 17 to 25. I, have, I must have read this passage 20, 30 times. And the Spirit of God tells me, as you venture now into Sabah and Sarawak for this season, study this passage, and I will reveal to you the strategy what to do. This passage talks about David. He went to the stronghold of the Philistines. He didn't wait for the Philistines to come to him. He went down to the stronghold of the Philistines and for the first battle, triumphed over them. And then once more, the second time, the Philistine army came back at him. You know Why? Because you go to the stronghold. Man. So they came back at, at David and they spread out in the valley of Raphaim. So David inquired of the Lord. This is important. The Lord spoke to me, as you venture now into the next phase of East Malaysia, every step you have to inquire of me. Every step. Ask God. Sari wajah Tuhan. And God will tell us what to do. So it was. This second time, don't go straight. Circle them. And then you attack them from in front of the poplar trees. And this is important, verse 24. As soon as you hear the sound of the marching of the tops of the balsam trees, God said, move quickly. Not man say, uh, God said. If God say move quickly, uh, you better move quickly, man. If God is in a hurry, you cannot say, maybe, Pastor, uh, next year, uh, two years, I've got no time. Don't worry, no, no time, no time. Uh. But 
because he moved quickly. So he moved. Why? Because that means the Lord has gone in front of you. If the Lord has gone in front of us, we have nothing to fear. Because victory is now ours. This is exactly what's happening to Sarawak this year. Very interesting, I shared with you the ancient wells. Huh? Remember the Vietnamese pastor that shared with me in 2016? The Lord said, Redict the ancient wells because the river, the water will flow once again. After the third service, a Chinese scholar came to me. He's Sarawakian. He said this to me. He said, Pastor, do you know that Kuching, the origin is not cat, it is Chinese. Kuching, ancient well. Kuching. The Chinese were the first they went into Sabah, Sarawak, and they named the place Ancient Well. Gu Jing, Ancient Well. I didn't know that. Redict the Ancient Well, and water will flow again. Annoying. I just knew it an hour ago. What is God saying? We move. We move. And this is my third call. Again, the Lord affirmed me. I shared this at the early dawn prayer meeting Saturday. Don't be afraid. Because the battle belongs to the Lord. Don't be afraid. The battle is not yours. The battle belongs to the Lord. And all this incumbent upon you and for me to do is to obey. That's all. Jesus says, work while it is day. Because night comes when no man can. I want to believe that under this new change, this new season, it is time for us to move and move quickly. And this is my third call. I need help. I need help. This is the place of the rally we have in Stadium Sarawak. They can sit about 40, 30, 40,000. We might even hold it in the indoors. We don't know. We haven't decided yet. And the good news is, just a few days ago, Pastor Philip Mentofa from Surabaya has agreed to come for Sarabak. Come on, let's give God a clap offering. Amen. The, the Sarabak team was here for the third service. When they heard that I was sharing this, the, the, the Ebans flew in, so we had a good lunch with them to strategize, to plan, because we have only got eight months to do it. And it is big. If I were you, plan to go as a cell. I heard the Sarawak Laksa, very good one, huh? okay? A good bonding for your family. 
a good bonding for yourself. I was told that some young people have already booked their what Air Melindo, is it? Yep, you book. Yeah. Book it. Some of the airlines have very good discounts now. Let me close. There is a time and a season when God says move, you move. Because even if you want to move and a door is closed, there's nothing you can do. And I sense in my spirit that this is the window period, the Kairos moment, that God wants us to move. So we have to take the opportunity, move. In the same passage in 2 Samuel chapter 5, when all of these things happen, I'm going to close, huh? David was so astonished by what God is doing. He called the place El Parazim, Perez, the word Perez, the God of the breakthrough. Perez can mean breakthrough, can mean breakout, can also mean the breaking of the waters. Maybe because I was an obstetrician and gynecologist, that is why the Lord pointed me to that passage. Because when I examine and scrutinize the meaning of the word Perez, which means the breaking of the waters, I get so excited because when the water breaks, there is a birthing. I have done that thousands of times in my experience of 25 years. When the waters break, labor begins and the baby will come out sooner or later. And the press is the birthing and the breaking of the waters. As if God telling to me, son, I'm going to burst something. I'm going to burst something. And I count it a wonderful privilege to be part of it. Friends, it is a privilege. It is a privilege. When God begins to work and you partner with Him, it is not a duty. It's a privilege. And I want you to see it that way. If you think, yeah, pastor, then forget it. Like, it's okay. Thank you very much. But I want you to see it as a privilege. You know, every time I'm there at that moment of delivery, it's a privilege. Because many years thereafter, I have got many young people coming to me, Pastor, you delivered me one. <laughs> or the father and mother say, you know, you delivered my children, they're about 20, 30 years old now, no? Years later, they remember that I was there. Why? It's a privilege. So God is birthing something. El Parazim is inviting you, inviting me to be part of that. Count it a privilege. Mikhail Gorbachev says this as I close. In the midst of Glasnost and Perestroika, when the Iron Curtain fell over the Soviet Union, he was the press, press, president of the Soviet Union. He said this famous remark, and I want to connect this with SIBKL. If not you, then who? If not now, then when? If it's not us, then who? 
I want to believe that God looks from heaven and sees one church that wants to believe in it and partner with Him for the nation. If not you, then who? If not now, then when? Let's pray. Take a time to reflect when you do that. I want you just to reflect through what has been shared. Internalize it so that the vision of the house becomes your vision. So that you become to partner with us, journey with us. And I want to believe that God has called you to this church in all the services for a purpose. I want to believe that, understand? I want to believe that. Will you join us so that together, alone we can't do this, but together we can, amen? Alone we can't, but together we can. My prayer is that the Lord will impress on every one of us the urgency of the times. I want to believe that with this new scenario over our nation, it's not even for political reason. It's a season for God to work. The season that God can work, and Jesus says, while it is still day, you work. Because the night comes when no man can work. In other words, there is a time frame. It is day. We work. We work. And the mandate and the calling that God has given upon this church, we will be faithful. We will be responsible. But it takes every man and every woman to do it alone. We can't. I can't. I need help. Will you help? Will you help? Father, in Jesus' name, I want to thank you for the word that has gone forth this day. Father, we know that these time and seasons are not ordinary days. For our nation, we thank you for what has transpired. It is time to move. It is time to move forward. This is a Kairos moment for our nation. It is still day. And we work. We work with you, Lord, to see your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in Malaysia. And so may the Lord bless you and keep you this day. May the Lord make His face always to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn His face to each and every one of you and your loved ones and always grant you shalom. In Jesus' precious name I pray. And all God's people say aloud, 